Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of VIVR. This week I want to talk a little bit about Star Trek Bridge Crew. Captain's log started 2258.161. My crew is assembled... And, and by talk a little bit about it, I actually mean base this entire episode around it. I was looking forward to this title for a really long time. I actually, uh, originally I had pre-ordered it on the PSVR, uh, but when I heard it was coming out for Vive, I actually canceled that order and grabbed it for the Vive. Now, I'll admit I was kind of biased. My plan was to support this product because I want to support uh, AAA development for VR titles, and this is one of the few that we actually got, aside from, I don't know if you want to count Rick and Morty's VR title, but... Either way, I, it was my intent to support it, so I was going to buy it out the gate. I mean, I was curious about the game, but I wasn't picky. I didn't have any uh, conditions. I My intent was to buy it from the get-go. Here are my impressions. First, I want to say it does justice to Star Trek UI. Uh, what does that mean? Well, if you ever watch Star Trek, especially Star Trek The Next Generation, and you see the computers that they use, you see all the buttons and the sliders and all the menus... They definitely did justice to that. It doesn't look exactly like it does in the show, but it definitely captures that feeling and that essence, and I really, really like it. Uh, you're spending a lot of time looking at menus. Honestly, it's kind of like if you were to play Lemonade Stand. I don't know if anybody even remembers that game anymore, but if you were to play Lemonade Stand in VR, changing a bunch of settings and tweaking a bunch of numeric values and whatnot to create a successful Lemonade Stand, it's kind of like that, except in VR and you get your own starship. So, uh, on to the VI stuff. So in the game, you can choose which job you'd like to play as. There's a variety of jobs, everything from uh, captain to engineer to tactical. And I played the training missions for all of them, and I dabbled a little bit in each. I will say right off the bat, engineer is definitely the most friendly for a VI player, mostly because the menu doesn't change much and there are fewer menu-related variables. Also, there's not a lot of reading required. That said, it's still a role of vital importance. You'll be making a lot of snap decisions that'll either save or doom your crew, so it's definitely an important job. If you play MMORPGs, I would equate it to the cleric position. It's kind of like you're a healer in a way. So basically, ideally, you're playing with a full crew, with each different role being played by an actual human somewhere in the world. And in a perfect world, you could play engineer, and other people could play their roles, and that would be great. But when you don't have enough players, or if you want to play single player, it's kind of on you to switch roles on the fly. Like, you'll jump into the captain's seat, or you'll jump into tactics, or you'll jump into engineering. And honestly, that's really cool, but I would say as a VI player, that posed the largest challenge for me, because some of the roles were a little bit more difficult. Some roles involve you choosing a target on a screen that is a map of the galaxy, and in my particular case I had difficulty reading a lot of these menus or seeing a lot of the finer points when planning the tactical strategies. It's not impossible, and you may have better luck than I did, but I found switching roles to be a little bit difficult as a VI player. Uh, as a regular player, I'm sure it's it's done really well. It seems very fluid. It seems really easy to do and actually quite fun and a great way to familiarize yourself with all of the different roles uh, that people will play. But as a VI player, it was a little rough for me. I'm sure with practice it would be better. I kind of wish I could play the game in 2D to familiarize myself with everything before jumping into VR. 
I found that with some VR games, if you can play it in 2D first, you can kind of get a feel for where everything is and what everything says because you can get as close as you want to get. Uh, and then play it in VR, and it's great. That brings me to another potential issue in this game for VI players. Even if you buy this game on the Vive, and it has room scale, you cannot get as close to menus as you can in certain other games. Usually if there's a menu with some text and you can't see it, you can get in as close as you need to to be able to read it. Unfortunately, this game is multi-platform, which, I mean, is actually awesome, but since they made it multi-platform, it has to conform to the lowest common denominator, which basically means it doesn't support room scale all that well. So if you lean in too close to see a menu, the whole game will go black and you will see nothing but some text in front of you that basically says you've left the play area. This was the biggest detriment to me playing. I had a very hard time. Basically, you have to squint and strain to try to read the menus as best you can. If you lean in too close, everything goes black and you're no longer able to control or see anything other than the black text until you move your head back to where it's supposed to be. As far as the text is concerned, if I squint, I can kind of read it. Uh, and I'm sure with time I'll get more used to it and I will be able to speed up as far as uh, recognizing what sentences actually look like instead of actually having to read them out each time. But that may be a long road and I'm not sure that everybody will be wanting to invest that level of energy and time and effort into learning to play the game. What's my final verdict? Well, I love Star Trek and I love this game. But I will say it is one of the more difficult games for VI players. Not impossible, mind you, just challenging because there's a wide variety of roles. There's a lot of reading involved, which is totally cool if you can see it. Uh, if you can't, that can be rough. If you have somebody who can sit next to you and watch the game on your screen, they can read you the menus. Or if you partner up with somebody online who knows your situation, uh, they may be able to help you and read the menus to you so you can kind of get used to which one's which and learn where they are and then familiarize yourself with them until you don't need to ask other people what they say. Uh, I will say for a VI player, as much as I want to recommend this game to everybody, if you're not a VI player, it's probably wonderful. But if you are a VI player, uh, unless you're willing to put the time and effort into memorizing each menu and where it is, it might be a little bit of a struggle to play. That said, it's so brushed up and so well done that I absolutely am willing to put in this effort myself. So I'm definitely going to spend more hours in it. Uh, I will see about asking my girlfriend to read me each menu and help me read each button. She's been a really good sport about that. And hopefully you have someone around you that is willing to uh, help you in that way. But if they're willing to read you the menus and you can, you have a pretty good memory, I think that you can definitely play the game uh, at a level that's equal or even better than anyone else. I would not, however, recommend doing this in a public session. Do it single player, do it with people you know. And then, when you get confident, move into a regular session. Those are my thoughts on the game, but if you have any additional questions about it, you can always email at vivr at ddblue0.com or check us out on Facebook at vivrpodcast.